Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next interview was absolutely fascinating. It's about a brilliant and, and refreshing new film called Do Donkeys Act. Ashley Sabin and David Redman join me today from somewhere overseas. I don't know where they were, but it doesn't matter because we had an amazing conversation either way. We talk about the sentience of animals and particularly donkeys, and we talk about our relationship to them. In fact, we talk about relationships pretty much uh, as a whole. We talk about emotions and, and what, what, what exactly is a living poem. We talk about mutual appreciation and equal value. And what is the gesture have to do with anything, trust and reestablishment, and and why maybe from time to time we actually might need a break from other human beings. We talk about the Anthropocene, what pray tell is that, and and restoration and our responsibility and 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 and, and why why we need to be present in this 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 crazy beautiful thing we called uh, human life. You're gonna you're gonna find the interview fascinating. You're gonna find the film delightful. Make sure you get out there to uh, to see if you can find it. Do do Donkey's Act conversation coming right up. DavidPeckLive.com for more information about my writing and speaking. But uh, also don't forget FaceToFaceLive.ca for more podcasts coming your way from the Toronto International Film Festival and writers and and relevant issues and hopefully uh, some really engaging conversations uh, soon to follow. And also rabble.ca for more writing and speaking and podcasting and blogging about issues that matter. Coming right up, Ashley Sabin, David Redman, Do Donkeys Act. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We are joined by two very special guests today. We have Ashley Sabin and David Redman here with us on the line. We're here to talk about their new film, Do Donkeys Act? Um, it's a question I've been wondering uh, about for some time now, Ashley and David. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for yeah. having us. Yeah, thank you. 
So, so why don't we start with why don't we start with the title? Where where does that even even come from? By the way, first of all, I'm going to say right out of the gate, congratulations on a remarkably uh, it's a it's it's a beautiful film. It's 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 funny, it's engaging, it's compelling, and it's deeply philosophical. It just it 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 spoke to me on so many levels. So thank you for that. Oh, well, thank you. I think each of us, uh, well, both of us have a different response to the title of the, of the movie. It's the, the title of the movie ends with a question mark, of course, but we're really trying to engage the sentience or sentience of, a, of, of animals and, and donkeys. And um, yeah, you, you go ahead. No, I, I think that Do Donkeys Act is really sort of about animals, you know, like in our relationship to, to animals. And so it's sort of like, are they performing? And how are they performing? And then additionally, what kind of emotions are we putting onto them? Um, and so I think that that was something that we were really challenged with during the editing, making them have sort of human-like emotions and really resisting that. We didn't want right. that to happen, you know? And so it really became clear. It was like these, here are quote-unquote actors, and are they acting? You know, and so what kind of emotions are they having? And so, it, you know, it's it's hard because as viewers, we're human. So we're in, um, perceiving them in a certain kind of way. But, you know, they're animals and who knows what they're thinking or feeling or, you know, what have you. Well, we can't act, ask them to do anything. We have to be patient and wait for them to either stay still, which there's a lot of stillness in the movie sure. or do something on their own terms. And um, I think that's part of where the title uh, comes from as well. At, at, at what point did you guys think or say that really, I mean, it's such, just such a beautiful piece of poetry. Of course, Willem Dafoe's voice is magical and, and so engaging and just draws you right in. Uh, for, for me, it did anyway. And, then, and the words, so, so intentional, clearly, on, on, on your part. Um, did you ever think, wow, we're, just, we're not really making a film. This is actually just a piece of poetry. <laughs> um, well, it's funny you say that. So we actually have two versions. We couldn't resist the sort of non-mediated experience of mm. having no narration. And so that version is called Sanctuary. And we premiered that in Rotterdam. No okay. narration, just complete donkey experience. But then we felt like, you know, hey, there's this really poetic sort of experience going on that we also want to convey through words. Let's try narration. We've never done that before. But it's more like a poem, you know, so it's not typical sort of narration. It's not expository. <laughs> exactly. It's not expository. So then we try that. And that's Do Donkeys Act. And it's like the two of them separately, I think, act as two separate films. But as far as Do Donkeys Act and the narration, I mean, I think, I think there's a lot to the experience that through words is just, it amplifies it. And I'm, I, you know, I'm always one to sort of not want words and to just mm. want gestures and to have long takes. But there is something about the poetry of it that does sort of feel like a living poem that, I don't know, it just, it felt right. You know, it was like we have to have these two versions. Mm -hmm. Well, we call it uh, speculative uh, poetry. 
speculated poetry. Lovely. Yeah, and so we're you know we're we're not trying to be cynical and um, we're, we're trying to really you know empathize and engage with with the animals on their own terms. And that goes back to your original question of where does the title come from? And part of that comes from the speculation of, well, wait a second, Don- donkeys act, turtles act, rocks can act. Where, where is the sentence, you know, uh, through it, the expressivity and the sounds of, of animals, of objects, and of um, uh, people or species? And this is one thing we wanted to explore and just kind of throw it out there. And some people find it completely absurd and um, uh, comical, and other people... Uh, will say, "Wow, I've never thought about it that way." That's that's a good question, and you can you can cut this comment out, and I'm 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 I'm, I'm not certain you will, but you probably will. I think um, recently in the in the United States, a uh, a lawyer brought a, a photograph to court and asked the question, "Who who owns this photograph?" And it was photographed by a monkey. I don't know if you know this this case. Do you, do you know this case? Hello. No, no, I actually no, I actually don't, David. Sorry, I was on mute there for a second. No, I don't. Yeah, well, it, it's in, in at the end, uh, the the judge uh, ruled that the the, the the monkey owns the photograph because it, it took it, and so that gives priority to the, you know the sentence, the the enactment, the um, you know the the experiential re- reality of of the animal itself. And so that's one thing that we were trying to engage while while making this movie, shooting the footage, you know, on the donkey's terms, what they do, how how they gesture, you know, what they say, how they communicate with each other. And we as filmmakers were there to uh, to to listen to them. Well, I think it's so beautiful, the the David Abram quote that you begin the film with. And I love the last, I think it's the last line of the quote. I don't actually have it up here in front of me, but but uh, something about stepping into their shape and then listening close. And for me, it, or was that the narration? But either way, for me, that that's what, I mean, your film, of course, is about donkeys. It's about, you know, it's about environmentalism and it's about, you know, the, the, the devastation that humans are causing to the earth. It's about so many things that are not even there and not even present. And I guess that's all about, you know, the poetry to me and the interpretation and all of that. But, but it really, it really was about, about listening close and, and kind of stepping into a world that I kind of didn't even know existed, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I feel like you just completely defined our movie. I mean, everything you just said <laughs> like that's exactly right. what we were trying to achieve. I mean, in a way that's not traditional, you know, didactic. Right. Um, here's, this is what you should think. It was more like, you. here's how you should exist in the presence of these animals, and here's this space to make that existence possible. But in the end, you're going to interpret it as you wish, but our hope is that at the end, you walk away and say, wow, here are these animals that I have thought very little about, or maybe I have assumptions about these animals, where have they gone and why don't I think about them? And exactly what you're saying, like the devastation well, of environments and the fact that they, you know, originally have been taken out of Africa and now they're no longer wild, essentially. They're at, you know, we have to care for them. And 
what do we do once we like no longer need them? And then we have to care for these animals. What happens? And so that was sort of like, you know, the sort of, I guess if you could say like social issue of the film, Mm -hmm. um, it was past, they're passed from human to human. Yeah. And so it's like, for us, that's like a very important thing of the film, but it's, it's not, um, it's not spoon fed. So it's much more about the experience and how you feel and interpretive at the end, which is tough for people. Cause a lot, there's a lot of long takes. There's yes. a lot of interpretation. So there's a lot to endure with that, but I think it's important because that's their pace. You know, that's the donkey pace. I mean, it's, it's at their terms, but it's, it's at their terms within an institution of, of someone else's making. Yeah. Sure, sure. As, as they're brought over, you know, and abandoned or abused and then discarded, and then the, the caretakers from the sanctuary, you know, uh, find them and then help them and then rehabilitate them. It's always within a confine of, of a, a human making. So the question becomes, how do donkeys remake that, that habitat? And that's what I think we mean by it's, it's on their own terms. Yeah, well, I, I, I think that for the... the um it's on it's on their own terms, but you know it, the one of one of my favorite lines from the film, and there's so many, there are so many, uh, and I can't even. I, I mean, we're not even going to begin to scratch the surface on what I want to talk about. What you guys, the questions you guys have raised for me, uh, but but um, I see myself naked under the gaze of a donkey, and for me, I don't think it gets much better than that because for for me that's this is everything the movie isn't about in a sense and yet is central to 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 I think I hope what you guys were trying to say certainly what you said to me and that is how do I now I mean it's it's Socrates right how shall I then live how am I going to how I mean I felt you guys are going to think I'm nuts but after seeing the film I I I I I felt um this profound sense of um, um of inclusion and belonging. I wanted to. Give, I wanted to hug my wife. I wanted to kiss my daughter. There was just this sense of of uh, um, belonging. As crazy as that sounds, but I think it made your film through the eyes of a donkey allowed me to see myself in a new way. Is that is that a bit over the top, or or, or am I moving well, in the right direction? It's interesting because you know, especially through like you know, doing these interviews with the release in Toronto, it's like how people are perceiving our film, it's, it continually reminds me, like, donkeys are herd animals. So they travel in packs. So the fact that, like, okay, we're following this sort of herd animal going about their existence, we become part of their herd. Mm. And I really felt that. I mean, I was pregnant at the time of shooting the film, and I never once felt threatened in fact, they were curious, you know, they'd sniff the belly, kind of be, you know, interested. And so I don't at all, your, your comment, I don't at all find that kind of strange because with their, with their sentience, especially with donkeys, I really find they're inclusive. They're so curious. They're curious animals. I mean, it was to me in this weird way, it was like this reflection where are right. these documentary filmmakers coming in? And just as curious as we are, we have these animals equally as curious. What are you guys doing? What do you, what do you hear? Why are you here? Who, who you know? are you? Who are you? So, like, I found well, there's that- a be- there, 
there's a beautiful moment in the film, I think, where one of the donkeys is maybe um, nibbling on the neck of another and then seems to notice you, seems to notice the camera and then stares, stares you down, stares me down as a viewer. It made me laugh out loud and almost in a way... I mean that is the gaze, right? That's the gaze of the other. But I'm 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 now being gazed upon by a donkey. I mean it's 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 fascinating. Mm, mm. Yeah, there's that kind of double gaze going on. Yeah, I like what you said earlier because just today I was thinking about this this notion of of recognition and recognition. Mm. What what I was thinking about is that it, it's not the ability of you know one in a position of power to recognize the other. And therefore, they become part of, you know, what Ashley said, the herd. And, and there, there's another way of thinking about double recognition, and that is it's mutual appreciation of being recognized that of, of, of equal value. You know, I value what you have, and you sure. can equally value what I have. And how can we come together as a, as a culture and, and, and share what we equally value, as long as it doesn't you know, reduce the other to, um, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, kind of this exploitable uh, object. Right, a, a commodity. Yeah, a commodity of, of you know, because, you know, I've, I've come across a lot of relationships where as soon as the recognition happens is what can I get out of you to advance myself? Right. And that's right. something that I think when we relate to animals and especially the donkeys, the, the donkeys and the mules – it's stripped away. Suddenly you're, you're naked in front of an animal and that type of human civilization, it's, it's gone. There's a new way of relating to the mm-hmm. other. And the other becomes a, a, a way of becoming imbricated into, into their fabric. And then suddenly it becomes a new way of negotiating from, from a position of a new, uh, a new space, but also where are we? This is a bit strange. How do we begin from here? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think it does. Well, what I found so profoundly fascinating about it is that here's this film about donkeys, and yet I walk away kind of thinking about not only my place in the world mm-hmm. and my relationship to not only donkeys, but to, to others as well. And that's what I find so brilliant about what you've done. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that is the uh, uh, the the... The, the purest kind of phenomenological sort of, I guess, maybe response or experience, you know, coming out of a film, you want it, I think you want it to sit and to fester and to, to, to uh, you know, you want to water and nurture that over, over time and, and our worldview and our perspective and our lenses and all these things, our experience will, will bear down on that. And, and, I, and I'm so glad that you held those long takes. And that you 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 had this poetic sort of edge to it because I think it it, it takes it into the profound. Almost okay. Now I'm just getting crazy, but it, no, no, no. it, trans, that, exactly it, trans, it. it, trans, it transcends itself as crazy. You that's know, it. I yeah. Maybe I've read a little bit too much Heidegger. Maybe just I've... In phenomenology. The phenomenology. Well, a phenomenology of experience, but it's not the interior experience of say you know a Hertzian kind of phenomenology of of the structuralism of the mind, but rather this is a phenomenology of the body, a phenomenology mm. of encounter, a phenomenology of experience. Yes. And the way in which we experience the other is through the touch, is through the engagement. So good. So, so we good. strip away yeah. the language, we strip away the words, what, what, what are we left with? And this is the kind of, this is how we position our audience. This is why mm. it becomes a, quit, a, a bit, you know, uh, 
uncomfortable because there, there's there's so little language in this movie. Well, and what I, language exists is, is a bit of poetry that derives from a phenomenology of the encounter through expressivity. And it's also not the way things are edited now. You know, right. so it's like you sort of have to reprogram yourself instead of your if you're not seeking out this kind of media, it's difficult because it's it, the media now is, it, you know, three second cuts. And it's like, yes, it's really hard to watch something where you're having to sit and wait and actually experience everyday life. I mm -hmm. mean, mm -hmm. we're editing a new film right That's now. Right. And like, I even find myself like, oh, man, I watched this woman for 15 minutes. It's a 15, a 15 minute, minute shot. shot. And I wow. myself, I'm like. Oh man, this is long, <laughs> you know. But like that's that's her life, you know. That is her life. So why would I want to cut it? You know, it's like let's experience it. Let's experience this person's life for fifteen minutes. What does that even really mean in the scheme of things? You know. Yeah. Let's Could, put ourselves in the shoes. I mean, is that that's well, or their shade? Or their shade? I mean, that's really at the bottom yes, of it. Nice. It's not always easy when you're you're you know how we consume media now is just well, it's not the not it's that not, way. It, it, the media consumes us in a way, it, and so true. that's why I appreciate his question about the the duration of the long take, right? Right. Because the action itself is experienced through an uncut uh, three or four or five minute shot, right? Yeah. Well, it, well, and you know what? There's a there's a real. It's interesting that you say that, David, because to me, there's also uh, this is a whole other level your film's working on. And again, I suppose phenomenological and philosophical, maybe maybe theological. I don't know, but there's a mystery and a wonder to this that that like I see so much of 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 us in 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 these donkeys lives the will of curiosity is on their side you know i mean why would you know why use words i'm just taking some of the, the lines as you guys know listen to their language i mean these are all things that aren't we supposed to be doing as 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 parents and as as brothers and sisters and friends and lovers and yet we seem to we seem to want the quick cut you know we, we don't you know we don't want to focus on that 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 15 minute cut that 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 uh, um we're, we're looking for the diversion does that make sense yeah. Oh my gosh! Completely. Make sense? Our, our son <laughs> just turned 13 months, and he spent well last night 15 minutes walking back and forth within a five foot space for 20 minutes. You know? <laughs> That's and hilarious. It, it, yep. it's, there's so much joy in just seeing mm. and experiencing and hearing the, the the pitter patter of the feet, you know. And this yes. is related to the donkeys, believe it or not, because of you know the the antennas of the ears. So it's not just about the visual references. It's also about the sonic. It's about the experiential. It's about the gesture. That's yeah, true. Because they would right. talk to each other. I mean, they would be on other sides of the paddock. And that's why we have that scene in there. It's like they were speaking to each other. We don't understand necessarily the language, but you see their ears moving back and forth. And it's like... They're giving they, attention. Yeah, they... they they sort of know what they're saying to each other in, in, a, in, a, in a weird way. And so it's, it's fascinating that what you're talking about as far as like giving attention to things and moments that necessar not necessarily that you would give attention to. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really hard. And so for, for us also, that's a challenge. It's like, you know, let's accept that challenge and sort of think about 
I don't know how, how we can sort of interpret it and use it in our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. What's, what's so beautiful to me, Ashley, is that it, it, it does, it is a challenge, but it's also this profound affirmation of, of all, of all that's meaningful and all that's important. This, this crazy thing, this crazy, beautiful thing called life. There's a, there's a moment and I, um, you've, you've got just such a beautifully framed shot of, of the two heads, um, kind of pushing in up against one another and and the line I think is to exhale uh, rest and nuzzle each other I mean I was almost in tears because I, I I mean isn't isn't this what we really all long for of course donkeys long for this and I mean I think for me this whole film is about that it's about the rescue I mean it's just so beautiful bodies remember it's about trauma it's mm -hmm. about finding our way back home mm -hmm. and 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 whatever that means to to to, I mean, it's going to mean something different for everyone. And it's just such a beautiful moment to exhale, rest, and nuzzle each other. You know, just this, this profound sense of inclusion and, and acceptance. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's part of the, uh, the membrane, right? Mm. And, and I'm, I'm speaking, obviously, of um, Merlu Ponti, and this is what he describes in your term as inclusivity and this sense of home. And the encounter once again with the body, you know. And the the other example I think is um, the, the the trauma you mentioned of the massage scene. Yeah, bodies it's remember. so great. Yeah, and it's also, but you know, bodies remember and, but they can also, you know, be become rehabilitated. Sure. From that kind of trauma, and so there's a a, a double ambiguity going on once again of the kind of displeasure of this this touch from a human that previously had abused, you know, the, the, uh, the donkey, but at the same time, now it's uh, attempting to heal the donkey. Right. And so there's a, an, a reestablishment of trust going on. And, and it goes back to your notion of, of the nuzzle and the embracement yes. and this returning to home once again, uh, you know, the, the excessive of, of the completeness how how did you guys land on this? I mean, was did did you have some sort of profound experience with a donkey somewhere years ago? Somebody wrote you a letter? Was it, yeah, just fascinated. Yeah. Um, Montreal, right? Yeah, we were we were actually living in Montreal, um, and we had just finished a film on um, in Russia set in Siberia and it was um, pretty intense production a lot of it was just, called girl, girl model it was called girl model and it was yeah. it was a lot yeah. of um, you know about humanity taking advantage of other humanity mm, right and, and so we just felt like you know what we need a break from humans <laughs> <Because> <laughs> they're just they're insidious little bastards <laughs> So we just need a pause from this. And so we were sort of looking for that. You know, we were looking for a story that was a challenge with just animals. And then David does a lot of his research in the middle of the night, much to my demise. And he <laughs> found this, um, his favorite author, whose name one is... One of them. He's a bit of a romantic, but is um, okay. David Abrams. And he made yes. this... Also Andy Merrifield. Who, um, oh, I'm sorry... Um, Andy Merrifield, that's right, who made a, 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 a book about walking with donkeys in, in rural France. And so we thought, okay, 
what's this about? And then he was listening to donkeys and we were like, Oh my goodness, that sound, you know, that the, sound the is just, it's it just gets into your core. Like it reverberates. Yeah, for, exactly. And so we thought, wow, okay, what is this about? And where are these donkeys? And there's a sanctuary. What? There's a sanctuary. Oh my goodness. No. You know, what is, it? what is it? So, we just went there. We went to England um, to the sanctuary, but there's actually a sanctuary in Guelph, it turns out as well, which we went to. Um, so they're kind of worldwide and it just sort of fascinated us. But then the focus really wasn't so much about the care work and what, the, you know, the, the specificity, you can never say that word, specificity. Specificity? I don't exactly. Know. <laughs> of what was going on there. It was more just what you were even talking about, like the sort of, you know it was it was really about the experience of being with a a donkey so that's what it really became about and so the sound and the visuals were really important for this film and yeah so that was how we got interested was i guess siberian russian craziness I bet that won't be the catalyst for your next film. That's my yeah. guess. What? What? Yeah. Um, could Could you have made this film about another animal? I mean, well, there's there's feral cats and there's feral donkeys, but no, I mean, there's a lot but... of politics of the donkey. Where in Texas, for example, there's feral donkeys, but you know, I, I choose my words carefully. A lot of them are um, assassinated or shot, you know, by snipers mm. on helicopters because. I mean, it goes back to, I think, your second question. You know, this, this, this movie isn't only about human uh, companionship with uh, animals and, you know, human species and non-human species, but it's about the decimation of the ecology mm. of the environment and how these sanctuaries ar- arise within a specific kind of, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, it's it's the, the Anthropocene, you know? Mm-hmm. It's 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 upon us, and so you know these sanctuaries are a response to it. But at the same time, it's like setting up a, a you know a dam for the flood that's about to happen anyway. You know we we very much admire and we appreciate the the, the sanctuaries, and what they're trying to do is is you know restore a kind of wild feral environment, and you know uh, increase. Uh, you know the, the the duration of these kind of uh, protective lands and uh, bring in animals that can reside within them. You know, there, there's honeybees there. There's you know there's flora. There's fauna. Um, it, it's set aside. It's uh, protected, and that's 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 exceptional. That's wonderful. And so I think that's also part of what this this movie is about. It's restorative, not only for uh, human companionship, mm-hmm. but also the the ecology. It's not do donkeys act, but do rocks act? Do plants act? Do, do, right. do, does dirt act? You know how? You know do forest act? And, and it goes beyond the visual reference, you know, the optical, you know, to the body, to the membrane, to the to the sonic, to the experiential. And so this is why there's so few words um, that, that that reside in this movie. Well, and I mean, and it sounds almost trite to say it, but it really is about relationship of of all kinds that's right yeah it's it's a relationship and it's trying to embed 
you know, humans not separate from, but a part of that kind of fabric. Right, right. And, you know, in every knot that exists, we're in that knot. And at the same time, you know, we, we tie that knot. And there, there's no way to really untie it. So how do we work ourselves, you know, within that knot? Sadly, we're going to have to uh, wrap up the interview here shortly. I can't believe we're coming to the end. But I mean, you both you both sound uh, incredibly hopeful to me. Am I reading you right? <laughs> there, there's a there's a because I, I find the film is 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 this beautiful, like I said, a beautiful reminder of of all that's important and meaningful about you know who we are and why we're here. But I also see it as a bit of a challenge to say. Um, you know, we need to be careful as we step into the, this, you know, this unknown future. I mean, yeah, I think both of us are sort of in a funny place, just as, you know, as far as what you were saying earlier, having kids, it's like this future that we have and we've created what, what's to come of it, you know, Mm. how, like, how do we explain our relationship to animals, to our kids and our, uh, the environment and everything that they were talking about as far as like do walks act and all that. It's, you know, it's, it's super complicated. And I mean, for us personally, I mean, for me personally, the purpose of the film is to sort of just be with them, you know, because we don't take the time to, in a normal day, they experience be with these kinds of right. animals. And so when we are with them, what, what does that feel like? What does that sound like? What does that look like? And, and that that's requires cinema, us to, to stop you know? talking sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, well, it's about, be, it's about being present. These, these podcasts and these interviews is that we have to talk. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> and we it's sometimes true. we don't want to say anything. Yeah. All you want to do is just play the sound of the donkeys. But... I don't That's know. right. Maybe I mean, I think, I, I'm thinking. I, I'm thinking I, my next podcast should be just 30 minutes of silence. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I think you know the thing is, is like in a way we are hopeful because we do have like the next generation that we birth and come, mm. you know, that are coming. So in a way, it's like we have to be hopeful. We have to be hopeful that there will be some kind of change, a new way of thinking. But at the same time, it's it's sort of. Um, it's sort of a warning. Like if you don't pay attention, mm. it's dangerous. So, you know, it's both. I think, I think it's both actually. Yeah. If you neglect something, what happens to it mm. and where does it go? Mm. And is the, is What's erased? what, what happens, you know, to these animals that, yeah, exactly. That are not really part of, um, our everyday existence that were part, the part of birth of civilization really. Mm. So, well, you, you just, you just hit an, uh, hit another nail on the head there for me. I mean, the film's about responsibility. It's about freedom. It's about choice. I mean, could you guys have, have worked more into a film? It's just, could you have worked more layers in, you know, Uh, kind of being being facetious. I mean, it's just such a, it's such a beautiful piece. And again, I sad, sadly, we're going to have to have to wrap it up, but uh, can can you, can you guys tell us what's, what's next for you or have you got anything pending on the horizon? Oh oh, Oh, my God. There's a couple of movies. (laughs) Um, One's on Kim's video in lower Manhattan, but it's really, it it goes back to the eighties, you know? 
So video killed the the radio star. Video killed the radio star. Yeah. I have stories around that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other one is about um, an eighty-two-year-old lady who is the last remaining resident of an abandoned Spanish village, and this is what Ashley was uh, referring to, uh, of right. giving attention to this eighteen-minute long take of her just cleaning her clothes in a you know a village you know water, right? Yeah, it was the, the central water and then yeah. she's cleaning. Yeah. So we have two different projects and kind of different tempos of editing. So it'll be interesting. Well, I'm I'm already looking forward to them both. And I got to say how much I've enjoyed having a conversation with you guys. And I'm sorry, we, we, we we're, I feel like we're cutting it short. We don't need words, David, but I feel like we, we, we haven't used enough of them in this conversation <laughs> quite yet. Ashley Sabin and David Redman here with us today talking about their new remarkable uh, film, Do Donkeys Act. Thank you so much for your time today, both of you. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We'll have to meet up. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.